This is the Pete and Sebastian Show with Pete Corielli and Sebastian Maniscalco. Pete Biscuit! It's Jimmy from Boston. I saw that uncomfortably close-up video of you two doing the cast, and all I can say is there hasn't been anything as hyped up and as unpleasant to watch since that poor teacher got on a space shuttle. You know what I'm saying? Oh, Pete and Sebastian show. We're back. I, I, I'm trying not to say we're back, baby, but honestly, we're back, baby. What's up, Sebastian? We're back. I don't know what we're back from. You've been saying we're that back. for what? It's been six? a week, bro. It's been a week. We've been back. We're I know. Back. I know. Yeah. We're back. We're back. Things we're happen. Back. We got things to touch base on. We got we DJ do. Hank behind the glass. We got DJ H killing it behind the glass. We have, uh, I got some notes here I want to go over. Beautiful. Um, I uh, Let me just get, get it going. I just had an MRI today. Have you had an MRI? I had one semi-recently. We're doing medical talk. I love it. I got a little medical <laughs> talk, too. What's up? Were you having a situation? Or was this just an overall, let's just get one done, see how we look? <laughs> no, this has been a situation now for the last 10 years. I've had some shoulder issues on the right shoulder. Um, I don't know. I think I might have injured it doing some weights and then never took care of it. But right. now I finally went in to see what is going on underneath. And uh, also my knee, which uh, about 10 years ago, I think I uh, I went into the doctor and they said I had some arthritis. And then uh, recently playing pickleball. I injured it uh, about four or five months ago, so I wanted to take care of that. And I go into the doctor's office. Yeah. You're flying through this. Was this pickleball injury on the DiCaprio estate? Uh, this is uh, post-DiCaprio. This actually happened in Arizona, uh, playing with my buddy John Petrelli. And uh, something happened on the court, and uh, uh, there was a clicking noise, and the knee started to give out every oh, once in a while. Now, so, now, 10 years ago, before you... Uh, started to get successful and you know when we when we were younger and we had less of budgets in our 20s were you a ben gay guy in in normal situations so what i have used throughout my life is yeah. and i think i've covered this on a, a previous cast hank is, you remember let us know uh hank wouldn't wouldn't have been with us he's um, been studying the catalog guys that's how we got the job <laughs> <laughs> put him through an Alex Trebek Jeopardy test. He knew so much shit. It was unbelievable. That's right. Back to you. Uh, so, yeah, I use a thing from Sicily. It's a cream similar to Ben Gay. It's called Vegetalamania. Bro, I have the memory of an elephant, and I do not think we talked about Vegetalamania. <laughs> 
(laughs) 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 This is why aren't you selling this under your own brand in America? That's your because I was thinking about you the other day. You can't do wine. Well, you probably will someday. But everybody's got wine and they got the booze and vegetalomania. Vegetalomania. Let me tell you my first experience with vegetalomania. It was uh... <laughs> all right. We're talking sixteen years old. I am a junior in high school. I'm starting on varsity soccer playing uh, right wing, actually playing left wing because another guy was playing my position, which was right wing. And I uh, injured my ankle. And um, they told me to go to the training or like in in basketball, don't they have like what trainers that uh, tape tape you up? Okay. Well, I typically didn't use the training room. So I'm like, all right, I'll just, I'll just go home and I'll talk to my dad about what to do and uh he goes what's the problem i go sprain my ankle he goes um i said the coach said maybe put some asper cream on it he goes uh asper cream i go he goes i got uh, vegetalomania i go what the hell's vegetalomania he goes he brings it out and in the in the tube yeah. Looks like it's from 1953. Right? Oh, man, I love it already. <laughs> he goes, we brought this to the United States when we came here on the boat. And I, you know, we bought a lot of it, so I got some left over. So th- that tube is from when he came over as a child. Yeah. That's how old the vegetalomania <laughs> he had. <laughs> oh. Apparently there's no expiration date I'm in Sicily. <laughs> This is nuts. All right. So he's got so, this cream he's been holding on to for four years. <laughs> so he whips this thing out. He said, put uh, put your ankle up here on the couch and uh, let me do a little spillatura. Right? Now, spillatura apparently is a Sicilian slang for kind of rubbing, rubbing the ankle. So he starts doing a little spillatura. <laughs> and I got to tell you, this thing was cured the next morning. <laughs> yeah. I mean... <laughs> I went from a limp to a brisk walk oh. in 12 hours. You're so Italian. He could have rubbed spaghetti sauce on your goddamn ankle. And you would have been like, it's working, Dad. <laughs> can we get Can we get a Google on, uh, how do we pronounce this? Vegetalomania. So I, I, we're looking at what? V-E-G-A-T-A-L-L-I-M-I-N-A. I'd love to know the main ingredients of this. Ragu spaghetti sauce. That's Italian. That's Italian. Never used it since? You don't have it in your own household? I do not have it. Uh, you can't get it here. You have to go to Sicily. And the last time my dad went to Sicily, he forgot to pick it up. So the next time anybody goes to Sicily, please leave us a message. I'll give you a little scratch to go pick me up a couple tubes of Vegeta. That and, is, uh, sounds better than Shaquille O'Neal's Icy Patch, I'll tell you that much, man. <laughs> Um, so you're so at the I, MRI today. I went to the MRI. Now, I have a problem. I'm yeah. claustrophobic, and this happened to me about four or five years ago on an airplane where I was sitting by the window seat, and I had a panic attack. And right, great I'm, cast I'm, episode out of that we got. Yeah. So I was very reluctant to go into the MRI 
game because basically it's a tube and you go in and, and it takes 18 minutes to scan your shoulder. Now, I let the guy know. I said, listen, I'm claustrophobic. I don't even know if this is going to work for me. Um, is there something I could do to tap out? You know, like, what yeah. do I do if I'm in there? And I don't like it. He goes, I'm going to give you a buzzer and you should squeeze the buzzer. I'll take you right out of there. No, no, no. So, I, I've been in one of those two, and correct me if I'm wrong. If you if if you freaked out and the guy wasn't there, couldn't you? You could still shimmy out of it, right? It doesn't close up on either side, does it? No, you can shimmy out of it. But let me describe how it is here. So let me. I'm I'm in there taking this hand, and then you take this hand, and you basically put it. You sit on it, and I'm in a robe. I'm in a robe. Yeah. He asked me to put the robe on, but there's another sleeve here that you put your arm in. So you feel like you're like in a straight jacket oh like around God, here, right? Dude. Yeah, 18 minutes. <laughs> so I lay down. I'm sitting on my hand. I got the buzzer in the, <clears throat> in the left hand, and uh, he puts me in. Now, I got headphones on because it's really loud. Yeah. Uh, so he puts me in the cylinder. I get in the cylinder, and there's there's two two boards on the side of you. Yeah. They squeeze you together. So you. Oh like, my god. Yeah. This yeah. is this is tight, and then you're in a cylinder. And he says, "Keep your eyes closed because if you open them, you're basically going to be looking at the, the cylinders right here." Yeah. So Holy shit! Right? Oh my god, dude! I'd rather just go with the arthritis. <laughs> This is scary shit. Now when these things come in, because I had that when I've gone to the dentist to make your head straight for a, for a all-around uh, scan of your head and teeth, it pushes in on your temples. Mm. And I'm like, who's to say this shit ain't going to malfunction and just pop my right into my temples, right? Are you afraid this wall is not... He's going to be pressing a button. What the hell? It's not stopping. And you just fucking crush it, bro. Doesn't that scare... Do you think that or no? I didn't think that. Wow. I didn't even have time. I didn't even have time to go there. Yeah. Because as soon as that thing came and touched my my triceps, yeah. I squeezed the thing and I yelled, "Get me out of here!" Oh, oh. <laughs> <laughs> Are you buzzing? Are you buzzing? <laughs> oh shit! I was I was pressing, and the guy was still in the room. He was doing a test. Yeah. And. I pressed the thing and then I said, guy, guy, get me out of here. Get me out of here. And he pulled me out. He goes, all right. Um, and then the next one was the knee, but the knee, the leg just goes in. Yeah, you stay it. out. Okay. So okay. that one, totally, totally cool with. Well, thank <laughs> God you can handle at least the party of body. Now, do you think in your heart of hearts that you just made this guy Saturday night cocktail party story? I asked him, I said, where do I fall in this whole thing? Is, is this something that's normal? He goes, believe me, there's about half of the people that come in there that can't do this. Uh, so, no, no, no. You, what you just gave him there with that question, you gave him the end of his story. He tells the whole story. He, like, he goes, you guys know Sebastian? Oh, yeah, I'm a fan of yeah, so, yeah. I give him the buzzer. I, first of all, I don't give anyone the buzzer. I barely give anyone. A couple of women, housewives, I give the buzzer. So he wants the buzzer. He buzzes before we even get started, right? And then they're all laughing, get out of here. And then here's the kicker. He says to me, does that happen a lot? So I got to say, yeah, like half the time, holy shit. 
<laughs> I mean, I see it, bro. I see it. That's what's you're, so great about this cast. You're beating everybody to the punch with this shit. <laughs> <laughs> so how did he end up doing that whole body one? Because he's got to get it done, right? Well, I, I just, I'm not doing the shoulder now. I'm just doing the, um, I'm just doing the leg. So I put the, just, I flipped around and did the right knee. But I mean, you're not doing the shoulder like you're no. not going to have it worked on just because you can't handle the MRI? I'm now going to an open MRI, bigger cylinder, yeah. not so effective in the regards that it's going to, this is the best one to do. The open MRI is a lot bigger and it's not as accurate, but I yeah. guess they put some fluid in. Uh, I got something in my nose that I got to I gotta go under one sec. Hey, no problem. I, I always look for a reason to go under myself. <laughs> We're going dark for a second, folks. By the way, Hank, Lou would have got us Vegetalamini from fucking Italy by now. I just want to point that out. I, I, I just, just radio silence on the other end. It's all in fucking Italian. That's why I can't understand it. Okay, so we're going to have to bring a translator in here for another thousand. Yeah. It's an anti-inflammatory gel and pain reliever based on ibuprofen. Okay, so it's the ibuprofen of Sicily. Yes. Of course it's better, though. Yeah, it's totally better. Yeah. So now I go from the imaging center to yeah. the doctor, which is about three and a half miles away. Yeah. Sign in and go into the office. He comes in mm-hmm. and uh, he, he – let me just tell you this. Yeah. I'm sitting in the waiting room. Yeah. I go from the waiting room to a yeah. smaller waiting room. Mm-hmm. To talk to a nurse, and the nurse, I'm giving her the description of the pain. And In the knee or the, or the shoulder? The, uh, the both. All right. And then she leaves, and um, I got recommended this through this doctor through a personal trainer out here in Los Angeles. And I look up to the right, and I don't know if this is a sign, and I don't know if the listeners are just too damn tired of hearing about this, but I'm going to tell you anyway. I love him. I look up on the wall, and there is a poster of the movie. I think it's called War with Brad Pitt. And it says, Dr. A, thank you for helping me with this cyber. So, all of a sudden, this doctor has gone to the top of the list. if he's yeah. doing Brad Pitt's knee, 100%. This guy could do heart surgery on me. No, I wouldn't mind. Of course. I'm right there with you. Okay. I, I wanna, even like rarely when I see like Brad Pitt in a pair of jeans I wear, I'm like, what's up? I'm wearing fucking movie star jeans. <laughs> <laughs> Meanwhile, Brad Pitt's like, no, I'm, I'm, I'm slumming it today, guy. That's what I'm doing. <laughs> So, yeah. uh, I just find it ironic that, that Pitt's been a part of this cast and he doesn't even know it, right? So, yeah, I know. Someone tweeted out last week, why don't you just tweet out you're his number one fan? And I'm like, I, haven't I said it ten casts in a row? <laughs> come on. It's a joke. Anyway, come on. So, I go in, the guy comes in, and I got the image of my knee. Have you ever looked at, like, an x-ray of yours, and you're in the room alone just looking at it, and you're trying to figure out if there's a problem? Have you ever, like, self-diagnosed your own x-ray? Only my teeth I look at when the dentist is gone. 
And I and I just think like, man, I am gonna make a nasty skeleton someday if I don't get cremated. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like if I got dug up, they'd go, look at the fucking teeth on this one. I told you they weren't all the same size, Billy. <laughs> Shit. I took a video. We all went tubing, and Jackie's like, take a video of all of us going down. Me, her, and Sadie the other day on one of those big tubes. I can't share it on social media because my tusks are so big and, I, and I'm just holding up and my fuck going, woo, my teeth. So yeah, no, not a full body. Al- I, that would be nice to have a little alone time with a with a with an X-ray of my body. Is that what we had going on? You were staring at your knee or your shoulder? I was staring at my knee and I'm going, yeah, that's that that don't look good. Well, come that on, how do you how do you know? What, what I don't you know. know. What did you see in it that made you think? I that? saw two dots on the knee, and I'm yeah. like, "It's it. I got uh, cancer to knee." Oh, I, 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 <laughs> <laughs> your knee's been smoking again, guy. <laughs> <laughs> cancer in a knee? Is that a thing? I don't even know, oh. but I thought it was a thing when I was in there. Like, I this is another thing that was going through my mind. I'm like, I'm gonna go in yeah. for a knee, and then yeah. they're gonna scan the leg, and they're gonna go. You know, your your knee is fine, but your femur has a disease. Whatever. I, I, who knows? Yeah. I could have came out of there with the coronavirus for all don't, I know. Don't you, know when they, don't you love when they hit you with that? Have you ever heard of da-da-da-da-da? And you're like, in your head, you're like, we're only having this discussion because obviously I have this fucking thing that he, <laughs> he's bringing up. And the way he's delivered, he's not saying it like, uh, it's so few people have it. It's fantastic. You can jump higher than you think. <laughs> you got to win this thing. it's never like a positive where you know you have two kneecaps what yeah if one goes bad you got another one in there a lot of people don't have it oh man that would be oh god i blew my nose the other day and there was blood and i'm like here we go round one He's trying to tell yourself, oh, it's, it's winter, it's crusty, ah, oh, shit. <laughs> My brain is bleeding. <laughs> there we go. Oh, oh shit. So, so you're looking at this puppy. He walks in. He walks in, yeah. and I got to tell you, this guy is exuding confidence. Indian guy, tall Indian guy. I've yeah. never seen a, a, a tall Indian before. I guess, I guess like 6'2". A signed photo of thanks from Brad Pitt on the wall. Who wouldn't have confidence with, with that in the backdrop? <laughs> and he had Asex uh, gyms on it, which I like. The sneakers, the Asex. He came in with an Asex. Uh, uh, you, you know that brand, right? No, it's a running I, shoe. Doctor and sneakers is kind of throwing me off a little bit. I just thought it was great. I'm like, this guy's not so, you know, uptight. Right. So... He does a series of moves on my shoulder because I don't have the shoulder. I said, you know, he does like press up, do this, do that, you know, like a resistance type of, of movement. Yeah. Then he looks at my knee and then he goes in to look at the images. Now, I am behind him sitting down on the table and I'm over the shoulder and he's looking, looking, looking. He's flipping through all these different images. So you only got the go- back of his head. You, ain't, you can't see the facial expression. 
No, I can't see the facial expression, yeah. but I could see kind of what he's looking at. Yeah. Then he turns, he spins on, he spins, he does yeah. a spin job on the thing, and he goes, "I'll be right back." I'm like, "Oh, oh. God, he's oh. seeing some. He's yeah. got to call another doctor." I, I agree because he's never seen this, right? Yeah, one hundred percent, one hundred percent. He might be calling your wife. <laughs> That's what I'm thinking. He's looking. I'd up rather have version. a loved one in the room before I tell him he's got knee cancer. <laughs> Shit, this is the second week in a row we're talking about cancer. Can we get a hard edit on the cancer, Hank? Oh, God. All leave right. it in, Hank. Leave it in. All right, leave it in. So we, um, I'm thinking he's going back to my emergency uh, contact information, like you said, to call. Like, who's the emergency contact? They got to get down here now. So what was the exact words? I'll be right back? I'll be right back. Left the door open. Yeah. And I'm thinking that's it. Yeah. He's got to call someone. He's going to bring in another doctor for like, did you, have you ever seen something like this? Right? right. This is all going through my head. He comes in. He comes back into the room with one of those skeleton knee. Uh, yeah. The, you know, like, <laughs> yeah. you take the, the, the uh, knee apart. Yeah. You get in the oh, class. Man. You get in the class. <laughs> oh, I hate that shit. So he takes. He's taking the knee apart, right? We're going deep into the knee. Oh, you gotta yeah. See this right here? You got mm -hmm. a tear on the meniscus. Mm -hmm. Then you got some stuff up here. It's inflamed because I don't know what that is. I don't know where that's from. And then you also have arthritis. Yeah. I got three different things going on in the knee. And he goes, you could get the surgery. Uh, basically, it's, uh, you know, day in, day out. Uh, what's what's that beeping? You got is that me or you? That's maybe Hank doing That's something. That's uh, sound effects for DJ Hank. Oh. oh. <laughs> wow. I don't know. Oh, wow. I was that, that's such a low move. That's it. That I didn't expect Hank to be dropping in medical <laughs> medical noises. I learned from the best. Unbelievable. So um, he goes, you could do the surgery or, you know, you could leave it. But if you leave it, you're probably going to have a knee replacement within five to 15 years. I can't tell you how long a knee replacement. I'm thinking to myself, I'm 46 years old. I got a son I got to play football with. Yeah. And you're going to tell me I'm going to be walking around with a robotic knee yeah. by the time I'm 60? <laughs> Average knee replacement lasts 15 years. So if you get it, uh, you know, let's say if I got a knee replacement in five years, 51, it only lasts till 66, you're going to need another. That's two, two knee replacements. So uh, it leaves me with a dilemma here on whether or not to get the surgery or try and do some type of physical therapy, some you know deep massage to. Because the guy in Naples, Ron, I called him. I go, could you fix it? He goes, could I fix it? And he goes, if I saw you on a regular basis, you'd be playing tennis in, in two and a half months. Couldn't agree more. I, 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 I mean, even if you had to move and live down by Ron, I think you should get a guy who's going to custom make Everything you wear in the foot the rest of your life, and it's all like based in the sneaker genre, like comfortable, custom-made shoes, therapy on the knee, and just don't even look back on that operation. That's not happening. Wait, you're saying get the operation? Never. Don't. Yeah. Not for the it, knee. Not for the knee. Have you? Have I, bro? We share everything on this thing. I got, I got a May 12th date with the hip. What are you talking about? One thing at a time. What am I, a bionic man? Wait, wait, wait. You're getting it? What's with the hip? You know what I told you? I'm getting a hip replacement. I was going to tell you today. Yeah. It's all finally confirmed. Remember what? the show we had? No, bro. bro. What? Bro, I, bro, bro, bro. I didn't know you were going through with it. 
Yeah, man. I finally <clears throat> decided to go through with it. So that's why, I mean, I'm Wait. literally having a mind notes here, man. All right. Well, we'll get into this. What? Bro, you, you, this is you're We're young. still talking about this. What, you, me? You, what are you got the knee, man? Yeah, but the hip is something like, you know, an old person gets. Uh, the, the, you right. go from the knee. You, first you get a knee, then you get a hip. You don't go right into the I sit here and I feel every. I feel for you. I'm like, yeah, I'm with you on every word. And then you throw me under the bus because the hip is for old people? I, I disagree. I think, uh, I think, uh, I think, uh. A knee should last for longer. How about that? There you go. I, I, the knee is more of. Uh, I think the knee gets a lot of pounding, opposed to the hip. I mean, a hip is a big thing. So I, I'm blown away right now with this, with yeah. this hip replacement. Yeah, but what? the thing. Okay, <clears throat> so I went to the guy, the specialist in Buffalo. Uh, this guy's fantastic, you know, and he's he's done some athletes, uh, some of the, some athletes out that way, but um. Best of the best out that way. And he goes, when I met him, met him, he's like, listen, you're a candidate. You're fine. You're healthy. He goes, you get it done when you're young. You're going to be in and out. You're out the same day. He goes, you know, you bring a cane so you can get out to the car. Your wife will probably have to help you take a shower the first day. Oh, God. By the next day, you'll be limping. You probably won't even need the cane, but you might have it for yourself. Within two weeks, you'll be jogging. And here's the thing. Your other hip which I know you're fine with right now. I'm looking at the x-ray. That one's getting arthritic, too. You obviously played sports. You're playing for a long... I go, yeah, all the way through college. That's probably why I'm hip bro and you're only knee because you, you didn't play soccer in college, only high school. But anyway... <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, uh, he goes, 90, 99% of all my patients, when they get the one hip done, they make an appointment within two months to get the second one done because they're like, my life has changed. That was ridiculous. It was no big deal. I got it's it's it, the way the hips are going now, bro. It's like not a big deal. Everyone I know has gotten it. Said their life has changed. They can run again. And and then he goes, the old days they'd say it only lasts twenty years. The hip. He goes, it lasts way longer than that. That that now. And he goes, and twenty years from now, if you need a new one, it's gonna be even easier to do than it is now when it's already gotten so easy. Here's the only thing, and you might get this if well, you're not getting any average. I get the card uh, to go through the metal detector at the airport because I got metal in me. Yeah. yeah, I don't know. I don't know if I'm embarrassed by that or if I think that's cool. Oh man, this is a, this is a life changer here. Now, I, is it is it so bad the hip where you can't do anything? No, like right now I'm in zero pain, right? But yeah. th but like if I I can only move like I can only pull it out like like that far, like right about there, and then it starts to hurt. Uh, I can't stretch it that far, and then I have good days and bad days because the doctor said as long as you can go where well, you're not dying from it, feel free to go as long as you want. That's up to you. Whenever you feel, he goes. I'm just telling you. The longer you wait, when you do finally get it done, you're going to be kicking yourself for not getting it done sooner because it's such an easy procedure and you're healthy and you're young and it won't be a big deal. But then I'm home last week and then I had a bad day where I wake up in the morning and I'm literally, I got to lay on my back and bring my knees to my chest and I can just get my sock over my big toe and then I'm able to pull it over my whole foot and get it on. Then once I get it on, I hop up and I can stand fine, but... Just can't bend certain ways. It's embarrassing. It's, 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 we're falling apart, bro. What are you going to do with this knee? You're not getting the operation, right? 
I don't want to get the operation. I do not want to get it. I I want to go to Ron um, uh, in in Naples to see what he could do. Uh, my guy out here in uh, Los Angeles. I'd I'd like to pick his brain about it. it just Ron, I feel like has done this with a lot of older clients, which they said they were going to need knee surgery or hip replacement, and Ron has brought them back from the dead. So I I got to find out. Uh, I got to pick some people's brains over here, but my initial reaction is not to do the surgery. Yeah, absolutely not. And what about uh, going with a knee, not a brace, but something underneath your pants in the meantime for a little extra support? Uh, I do have a brace, and I think I'm going to bring that brace out a lot more often than I have in the past. So, And the CBD oil you gave me for Christmas I've been rubbing that on my shoulder and on my inner hip area. I use it on Jackie's feet. That shit is, that's no placebo, man. That's good stuff. That works. The stuff that I got you, and I know you made, we haven't really even got into the gift. Yeah. I know know when you got it, it was probably one of those gifts where you got bicycle uh, for the, the, (laughs) I got a bicycle last year and now he's giving me creams. (laughs) No, there was some. There was a little box of joints, and I was like, I wish the cream was just more joints. I'm not gonna lie to you. <laughs> but, but then that, I used it, man. Damn, that product is one of, <laughs> one of the best CBD products on the market. There's a lot of stuff that out there that's really not not good. Yeah, but this is a very it's a premium product. Right, it, it really is, man. It's fantastic. So. Uh, I'm glad that you that's that that you're liking that. So that's that's where I'm at right now. I'm uh, the shoulder. I got to go in for and see what's going on with that, and the knee. I got to make a couple decisions on. So uh, that was my day today. Um, you should talk a lot about that knee situation, man. Well, you know what? In in the in sports in general, I think yeah. uh, a lot of the medical advice in sports is get the surgery and that's it. There's no alternatives like uh, whether it be acupuncture, deep tissue massage, um, Pilates, yeah. whatever it might be. I don't think they recommend that to these guys. It's basically get under the knife, let them fix it, and get out here next year because we're paying you $23 million a year. You don't got time to get massages. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, but like like what, when Watt rehab, like, which was just unbelievable, as we all know, on his leg, maybe after the operation, whatever kind of rehab he's doing, like maybe he could turn you on to certain exercises and stuff you can be doing to build up that knee because it's about building up all the other muscles around the knee yeah. to give the knee a little bit of a break. Yeah, uh, I actually talked to one of my physical therapists, and she had said that uh, it's um, you got to strengthen your ass. I guess your ass takes a lot of uh, pressure away from the knee. It absorbs a lot of the pounding that the knee will take, so I gotta start doing some ass exercises. Von Dom used to say he'd like flex his ass cheeks like a hundred times in a row every day. Maybe maybe I gotta start doing that while I'm waiting in line at the CVS <laughs> for <laughs> people behind you going, Is he doing a Von Dom? Yeah, is, he, right now? is he doing Van Dams? <laughs> All you have to do is to contract your buttocks. <laughs> Go. Three seconds. One, two, and again. The Pete and Sebastian Show.
Hey, speaking of random, uh, you ever like speaking of like as we get older, find it uncomfortable. Like at night, you know, I, I find it more now. I gotta find certain ways to sleep where there's not an ache sometimes. Yeah. Um, I meant to ask my brother about this the other day. I forgot to. Have you ever like? I, this is a move I do often. I don't know if it's weird for a man. Is one of your sleep moves ever to take one of your hands and literally put it down your own pants and cup your balls? Oh, God, yeah. Right? What is it about that? Lana's like, what the f <laughs> I go, it's just, it's just a nice way to lay. It is. It, and, and, it, and with the underwear, it keeps the wrist tight in there. And there is just a nice <laughs> sense of comfort knowing you're covering your own balls as you fall asleep, right? <laughs> it's like animal instinct. <laughs> All I need is a pillow in the cup of these bitches, and I'm good to go. <laughs> do you uh, do you ever wake up that way though? I find that my hand comes out of there and it never oh, yeah. goes back in. No, it's like a, it's like a teddy bear. You know, you, you, you're cuddling it in the, at night, but in the morning you don't even know where the fuck it is. <laughs> <laughs> does Jackie have a problem with it? Is, does she go? What the hell? Because Lana has a huge problem with it. No, Jackie's going through big time uh, night uh, like uh, hot flashes now. So we got like, I mean, we got middle of the winter, and we got windows open, fan Jeez. on, and like wow. when she and when she turns the fan on, it's like a prison turn on where she turns it on and and heckles me at the same time, like the fan's going on. If you don't like it, go in another room. <laughs> You know, and I'm like, no, no, fine. I mean, literally, I almost get frostbite as soon as I climb into the bed. But then you get oh, under there and you're all right. I can't, I can't uh, sleep with any wind on me. I can't do it. I can't. I don't like any kind of noise. I don't like even. Uh, mm -hmm. I don't. I like. I like dead silence. Oh yeah, I That's, hear you. I hear you with the new house. We're you know we're sleeping uh, now. We go to bed and. Uh, with a new house is new sounds and new noises, right? Yeah, yeah. So we're not used to any of this yet, so you hear like a... Like, what the hell is that? We have an owl that's living outside our bedroom where I can't find this nest or where the hell it's coming from. Right. But about 1 o'clock, we get a... Ooh, ooh, ooh. I'm like, what? Uh -huh. I thought it was a coyote. Yeah. But there's an owl that comes to visit us at one o'clock, and then we're getting these weird noises throughout the house, where I got to get up and find out where it's coming from. One of the noises was the pump from the pool; it was making like a. But yeah. you, you ever get these these faint noises where you even think you're hearing something, but it's so faint. You're like, "How is that coming from?" And yeah. it's the pump. It was the filter pump to the pool so i had to shut that down so half of the night is basically walking around trying to find out where noises are coming from. <laughs> getting a feel getting a feel for your new home court man absolutely <laughs> it's amazing like you ever just in your house and you hear a noise and you can't figure out where it came from and then you all right i i have literally handful of times this is kind of psycho but like uh had to do a check on the kid because i thought i had a bonet ramsey situation you know what I Bonet mean? Ramsey. Jean, Jean That's Bonet. it. <laughs> <laughs> Again, he said it so wrong, I can't even remember the name of the... John Bonet. Bonet Ramsey. John Bonet, yeah. You know, where you're like, 
God forbid your kids go on the cops like what ha- anything last night like I heard a bang around nine o'clock and then I got popcorn. Yeah, what's up? Yeah, you don't want to be that guy. You want to always check on the kid uh, after any noise to find out if she's still there. I've checked on the kid once where she caught me checking on her. That just freaks her out. (laughs) (laughs) What are you looking at? Like, nah, I just thought someone might have kidnapped you. Go back to bed. That's a nice thought to go to bed with. I thought somebody was in the room, but nobody here, so sorry. <clears throat> so what else you got, man? Anything we were talking? Oh, by the way, quick, another one. Um, even in your own home, because it brings up a good point. You said you had good water pressure in your home. Now, recently I found myself in a work uh, environment, uh, and I did a, a, you ever do the flush where you're still on the bowl? Um, and I got a little splash. And I'm wondering, can you get a disease from that? Is that even possible? It's funny you say that. Um, what's the guy's name? He's a comedian. I thought he was hysterical. Robert Schimmel oh, had, yeah, had a joke that way where it's like if you flush and like it comes back up into you, like do you do you have like cancer to ass? <laughs> I don't know. I don't know what you got to think. You got to think you could get something from that, no? Yeah, it just it just can't be a good thing, you know. It's not it's not a freshwater situation, so. That's the most ridiculous statement I've ever heard. I don't know where the hell did I go? Oh, I was in Philadelphia this past weekend. Absolutely. Yeah. And um Oh, here, i give you the uh, situation. I, I, I pulled a, a semi-peat. What do we got? So I was staying at this hotel in Philadelphia, and uh, I called the... I was going to drive to the gigs myself, so I rented a car. And I called down at the valet, and I said I wanted the car there at 420. So when I get into the car, or when I come down, the car's already there. Yeah. All right? Yeah. So I came down at 426. Car wasn't there. Oh, and um, I'm waiting, and I'm waiting, I'm waiting. They pull the car up. It's I had a silver Tahoe. They pull up a gray Suburban. So I go over to the guy. He's like, here's your car. I go, that's not my car. I actually got into the car because I thought maybe I was crazy. Like, okay, maybe I didn't get the color right because it was nighttime. Yeah, wow. So I got, I got in, and I noticed that the, you know, that easy pass was located, I don't know, six, maybe six inches to the right than what I thought it was. And then I'm looking around, I go, this ain't my car. And then I, and I get out, I go, guys, it's not my car. He goes, oh, so sorry, so sorry. He leaves. So I go back. <coughs> and in, the, in the meantime, I've, I've, I'm, I was talking prior to this. You ever have a situation where you're talking to the employees of, a, of an establishment and then everything's like happy and fine, and then something goes wrong? And now all of a sudden that relationship is no longer. (laughs) (laughs) Yep. Yeah. You start to turn on them, man. Absolutely. That's why you can't be too nice out of the gate in this world. It's like the night before I gave the guy a $20 tip when I came down for bringing up the car, right? Which I generally don't do a 20, but I'm like, yeah, that's all I had. I didn't feel like going to get changed. I gave him a 20, right? So. 
you know, we're talking outside. This is before the car even came up. We're just talking about Philadelphia and weather and whatnot, just bullshitting. And then the guy brings the car up, and I go, now I'm out again. I'm waiting. And the guy's like, yeah, you know. And then I'm like, guy, that's, like, you should, people should be working on this. (laughs) Yeah. You know, don't be talking to me now. All right. It was okay to talk to me when we thought the car was coming up next to the wrong car. Get a a couple of guys down in the garage to search for this thing. Long story short, another car comes up. It's white. Guy's like, hey, man, it's your good. I go, it's in my car. He goes, are you sure? And in the in the pocket of the door, I pulled out the rent receipt. I go, this is Anna Gonzalez's car. I go, what's the problem? He goes, oh, I, you can't find it. So I go, and the manager who was out there in the beginning, yeah. and I've pulled this move before working in hospitality, the manager, I think, went into hiding because now it's two cars that are the wrong car, and he's in the valet booth. So I, I do a knock on the door, and he turns around, and I do one of these. <laughs> yeah, you wave him out come, with your finger. Come out of the booth. <laughs> so we go around, and I don't, I don't I never do this, but I was getting hot because now I got an hour and 20 minutes ahead of me to drive to the yeah. gig, and we're now 20 minutes late. So we're ta- now it's an hour and 40 minutes, and I, like, I don't like to rush to get there. Like, so... I pull the guy aside. I go, listen, I got a show to get to. I don't want to get upset with you. But what the fuck is the problem? He goes, we are so sorry. I'm so sorry. And as this is happening, the desk manager comes out. It's a female in a, in a, like a, a pantsuit. She goes, we are so sorry. And I don't understand this move. Do you want some water? Why is water going to make it all right? Like, what? what is that move? As a front desk clerk, when you were at a hotel, did you pull this, do you want a water so you could get out of the situation, so you could leave and no. let the guy cool off? No, what is, man. Oh, a, I wanna... it's, a, it's a new thing. It's a new thing. Over the past uh, 15 years, water got very popular there. Yeah, like, why is water always offered in a, uh, a, a like, a catastrophe? Like, when when the when something's gone wrong, they're, like, thinking water. Like, I'm going to go, right. oh, yeah, give me some water, please. Yeah, yeah. You're lucky I take you a sip. Poland Spring because I was getting pissed. <laughs> so I go, no, I don't want water. And they're like, do you want to come inside because it's cold outside? Do you want to come inside? I go, no, I'm going to come outside. I need the car. Yeah. So finally, this finally the car came oh, up. Oh shit! They're asking you when they're asking you if you want shelter. That's telling me, listen, guy, it's gonna take us a long time to find this fucking car. You don't know what you're driving. We don't know what you're driving. We don't even know if this thing got stolen or not because we don't even know what the fuck we're looking for. So you might want to warm up in here before well, you get frostbite. That's where my head went. Yeah. Because you ever come back to a hotel at night? And you drop the car off at the valet, and it's skim staff. There's, there's, they got one guy working valet at one thirty in the morning, right? Yeah, yeah. And sometimes you pull up and there's nobody there. So, and I don't want to leave the car unattended. You know, some people just pull up, 
and maybe they tell the front desk, hey, I, I left my car outside to make sure the valet gets it. Or what. I didn't want to do this because it, it was like literally on the corner. Someone could jump in the car and take it. So I, I got out and I'm looking for people. No one works there. There's people like leaving the bar and they're waiting for their cars out front. And something told me, go back to the car. So when I went back to the car, I was acting as if I forgot something. You ever do something? I think we talked about this before where you don't know if anybody's watching you. Yeah. So I'm like, oh, like I made a like a big movement. Like I, I patted my pockets. <laughs> yeah. Like, oh, I forgot something in the car, but I just wanted to go back to the car yeah. because I didn't want to leave it unattended. But yeah. I didn't want to make anybody else look at me and going, oh, look, he's afraid to leave the car there. <laughs> right. Oh, so man, I wasn't done that. Who's reading you on that level anyway? And by the way, of course, it's Philadelphia. You can't leave a car unattended. Aren't you, aren't you like, you're probably in a nice hotel. Aren't you like, what? what is this shit? I should be pulling up. You should be opening up the door before I'm, I'm, I'm still doing a half mile an hour roll and you're opening the door. Yeah, well, you know, it's it happened to be the same hotel chain that I used to work for and uh, they were they were kind of screwing up. I, I even told the guy, I go, this is why I stay here because I know stuff like this is going to be handled. It's not being handled properly. And I just know because I was on the other side of the fence for for so long, seven, eight years doing this, you know, uh, for a living. So I go back to the car and I start to like fiddle around in the front seat. Yeah. And a girl, I didn't even tell Lana this, a girl behind me goes, oh, she's on the phone talking to an Uber. And then she, she puts the phone down and she goes, could I come with you? This this girl thought I was leaving and wanted it. Was that a dog on my end? Yeah. You had a Hank. Hank, is that your dog? No. Hank. <laughs> you don't have a dog? Oh, you don't have a dog. No, I don't. We have a dog here. I think maybe it's Uh-oh. that dog. I don't yeah, know. Yeah, yeah. So anyway, this girl wanted a ride. This... Where did you think you were going? I don't know. She just walked all the way. Get in my car and take you somewhere? That's just, I mean, like, I go, what? And the her girlfriend goes, no, no, don't, don't, don't. Like, what do you mean, don't? I was going to tell the girl, don't. I'm not going nowhere. I would have never even thought about it, taking her anywhere. Don't. Yeah. So finally the guy comes out, and I said, well, I said, watch the car. Because who knows? That girl could have got in and took it. So that's where my head went. Did they steal the vehicle last night? Yeah. Yeah, because there was a lot going on there last night. Yeah. So they they got the car up there. Now, here's the kicker. Being on the other side, if something went wrong at the hotel, we had to tell our superiors. Our superiors rang it up to, the, as you well know, you probably had to do this too, they they bring it to the general manager or the front desk manager, someone of authority saying, hey, listen, uh, Mr. Jackson came in tonight and we screwed up his order. And then that is handled internally. Right. Yeah. yeah. Normally, yeah. normally, Mr. Jackson would get a bottle of champagne in the room, an invitation for a free breakfast the next morning, an invitation to dinner, yeah. um, flowers, what have you? It's some... one of the fun things about a nice hotel when they fuck up. You're like, "Ooh, we're gonna get something." Yeah. <laughs> so after two shows, 
after an hour and a half drive there, hour and a half drive back, right? I come yeah. home at 2 o'clock, and that's what I'm thinking. I go, man, what are they going to give me yeah. for the screw-up on the valet? And I go in. It's a note, and the note says uh, something to the effect of one of my jokes. Like, I know you like Entenmann's cake for company, but this is a dessert you could actually eat. And it's two little nut cluster cups. What? This is the sorry? <laughs> <laughs> What the fuck? I thought I thought you were gonna say from the finest chocolate shop in all the world, which happens to be in Philadelphia. So, so I didn't this, know. So, what are you saying? Just like uh, from CVS to chocolate nut? What's a nut cluster? Like a this is something that you find maybe uh, on a brunch buffet um, where they have the dessert table. Yeah, and they have like little pastries and little like little nut. Ooh, look, look, nut clusters. It looked like someone was going home, and they go, "Did you get the? Did you get Maniscalco? Sorry, oh no, everything's locked. What? What do? What do we got out? Eh, give them these, and then I got the two nut clusters. So I. It's insulting, man. It should have been a free breakfast. Yeah. Like, again, I have the hospitality bug. So yeah. what I would have done is I get the same breakfast every morning from room service. The breakfast, I would have got a phone call around. And they could look. This is how sick my mind is with hospitality. I would look. Oh, he's ordered breakfast at around 10, 11 o'clock every morning. Let's call at quarter to ten and go, hey, Mr. Maniscalco, notice you ordered breakfast the last two two days at uh, at 10 o'clock. Uh, we're going to send up uh, the same thing, if you don't mind, uh, on us. And uh, we're sorry about what happened last night. Oh, that, that's a nice touch. Yeah. No, I'm not looking to get my ass kissed. That, that, that's not the thing. It's more of of you pay top dollar for that's something. What it is. That's what whether it, it be is. a hotel room, a car, a, a, a nice suit, whatever it is that you buy in your life that you spend a little coin on, a watch, whatever it is, and it doesn't work right. And when you go in to get it fixed, it's it's more like the human connection, which I think we're losing now a lot because it's all email and text and whatnot and a lot of yeah. people don't know how to handle um you know these types of things verbally and uh this is what you get two yeah. clusters two great tastes that taste great together reese's peanut butter cup real milk chocolate good old-fashioned peanut butter reese's peanut butter cup yeah no absolutely when these when you're paying top dollar not only are you expecting obviously good service but the person that's charging that much is that they're telling you, even a comic, if you're going to see Paint Top Doll for a comic, yeah. you're, you're, the idea is this one, this thing is, we're less likely to fuck this up. You know what I mean? You're not yeah. going to be waiting for your car. Your, your room's going to be ready. Your room's going to be clean. So when it's not, it doubly pisses you off because I'm paying for it to be ready. Yeah, that's yeah. What that's, that's what it is. That's, you, hit it, you hit it on the head. 
you're paying for expectations, and when the expectations are not met, then it, it, it tends to get a little frustrating. But listen, there's a lot of things going on in the world that are a lot more important than uh, getting your car at valet, and I don't want to – but it's it's more for the cast, and it's more for a semi-peat that I pulled outside the, the – uh, and and the the water threw me off, and it's the same thing with the you know I think desserts on a, on a menu, at a restaurant are solely there for uh, uh, I'm sorry because if something goes wrong with the meal, they bring out the dessert as an I'm sorry right yeah, so the same thing with the water now the water has become the new dessert. Although I had a problem at a restaurant recently, and they're like, listen the. Uh we uh, the one meal was on us, so we took one meal off. Which I'm like, I'm good because don't make me have to stuff down a, a piece of your stale pie as you're sorry. Just take it off what I already ordered. Maybe I wasn't getting the pie. <laughs> yeah. You know. Yeah. I, I, w- w- you did uh, are you done with that? Because I wanted to add yeah, something yeah. to that. The yeah, yeah. the the what you're talking about with the way humans not are interacting anymore, bro. I had a situation that you can appreciate, and how. It's about, listen, there are people out there smarter than me and smarter than you, right? With knowledge. I know people that know a lot of stuff, but when it comes to, like, reading the situation, you know how we call ourselves, like, the Larry Birds of this. I got, I was running late this past Saturday. I'm flying home from JFK to my house. Now, I hadn't seen my family in two weeks because I had a show last week. So I hadn't seen my daughter in two weeks. I'm only home Saturday and Sunday, and I'm running late for my flight. And I park at the JFK long-term parking where I always park. And then you get on the shuttle train they have there. And, you know, within like 10 minutes, you're at your uh, your terminal. Um, so that train is running late. And I'm standing on a platform and it's filling up with people. And I'm like, man, if I miss my flight, the next one out is until tonight. Jackie's going to say, don't even bother coming because you're going to have to fly home in no time. I'm, I might not see my kid for another, till 21 days, you know? Yeah. I mean, yeah, I'm like, I got to, I'm bugging out. I'm like, I got to get home. So the announcement comes on saying the trains are running on one track only and they're running like every 15 minutes. So now we're up to 20 minutes and there's still no train. So now finally a train pulls up and I'm going to make it, but it's going to be tight train pulls up and the train says it's going the opposite direction it's not going to the terminals it's going all the way to the last stop at howard beach now right next to me is this cool black guy he's got the headphones on like around his neck the air traffic control headphones like a guy who waves the planes and he's got the cool uni on and he gets on the train and 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 i go you going to the airport and he goes, yeah. I go, this is going the other way. He goes, you're going to want to get on this one. It's going to come right back. And I'm like, are you sure? And he's like, trust me. Uh, and I'm like, oh, man. Because if, if he's wrong and I go to Howard Beach and it sits or don't come right back, I'm, I'm, I'm missing my flight. I'm missing my flight. Nobody gets on. No one's going to get on with this guy. I'm like, I go, I go, do I get on? What do I do? I'm like, let me get on. One other dude gets on at the far end of the train. So it's just like me, him. And and the black guy who got on and he's just cool as a cucumber and I you know I do that like touristy thing the doors close and it's going it's going away from the airport I'm already running late and I'm on a train going in the opposite direction trusting one guy and you see people on the platform going like no no Carol that's not going to the terminals we're waiting right here we'll wait right you know and I'm like am I the asshole and I and I do that thing where I look I'm like are you sure it's gone he goes yeah no it's gonna go right back and he's just listening looking at his phone checking stuff out. So it goes to Howard Beach, doors open, and immediately 
the train floods with people because the train's been late at every stop. So now everyone at Howard Beach, they flood on to go to the airport. And they're like, finally, we've been waiting. Da, da, da. Come back, get to my stop. And now I'm, I'm going to make my, my, I'm like, okay, it looks like I'm going to make my, my plane. This is all right. Holy cow, man. You know, this looks, I get to my stop, the one where if I never got off, yeah. all those people are still standing there and they can't get on because it's packed i look over at the black guy and he gives me a wink and i go bro thank you bro and then i have four more stops till my terminal without him looking i fish through and find a five spot and then when i get to terminal two i tap him on the shoulder and i go and i go thanks again bro slapping the five I go next coffee's on me man thank you man and he's like no problem no problem you gotta trust you gotta read and make a decision all right. I knew, listen, when you were telling that story, yeah. I knew the guy that works at the airport knows the ins and outs of the transpo and how everything works there. If the guy didn't have the vest on yeah, and it was a guy in a suit, would you have got on the plane trusting an everyday passenger? No, no, no. This guy was just cool as a cucumber, full vest. He had that look like we were a bunch of, you know, dumb cattle. You know what I mean? Yeah, like, so, and he was offering the info, but my one fear was like, yeah, but like, I mean, because I even said to him, like, I got to catch a plane. He's like, this is your best bet or something like that. He's like, trust me, man. This is what you want to do. So I was like, maybe he's not in a rush. I mean, this thing, when it gets to Howard Beach, it needs to turn right around, you know? But, yeah. man. And, I, and then when I got on the plane, and that was also to go home and see the hip doctor. So if I missed that appointment, that would have got delayed. This, putting my faith in this one cool black guy, air traffic control dude, made me get my hip May 12th, made me see my daughter. He has no idea. He deserved more than a five. You damn right. <laughs> Oh, by the way, one last, one last little tip before we shut this down. When I do certain things, this is for the listeners out there, like when I get on board the plane when it's not my zone and stuff like that, I often tell you guys, you have to have in the back of your head what you're going to say if you get busted because it's embarrassing. And y you never think you're going to need that. But last week was such a perfect example of, of, of doing my training and being prepared. And, and long story short, when I, get, when I fly back to do the Kevin sitcom here every Monday, there's one spot at the airport of Buffalo that makes the best coffee, and I love getting their coffee. Problem is they don't have cream. They only have those coffee mates. But their cup is the exact same cup that I get from Timmy Hose. Tim Hortons doesn't have the red cup. They just have this white cup. So every Monday... I get my coffee from the place I like. Then I go over to the Timmy Ho's, Tim Hortons, and I use their cream and their sugar. And in my head, I'm always like, what would I do if they said something because I'm using their cream? And I'm always like, nah, I'd say da-da-da. And sure as shit, I must have did this two, month, two months straight now. And finally, I'm pouring the cream in, and the girl goes, sir, you can only use that cream if you got your coffee here. I look over at it with the coffee in my hand, and I go... My wife got it for me about a half hour ago, and she forgot to get me cream. Oh, I'm sorry. I, I didn't know that. I just hadn't seen. I, I just hadn't seen you. That's what she said. I go, yeah, because as I said, my wife got it. Boom! Training just to go right into it. Cause it's, you know. <laughs> <laughs> so know your lie. 
you got you, you're telling me that yeah. people that work at the place are looking for people like you that are coming in stealing the sugar and the cream the cream yeah they got good cream well i you know what it made me think man this move is must have been this move must be having been done by a few other people you yeah. know because it's a little standalone tim horton's booth it's not the full store down the way so she kind of like uh you know there's not a ton of people go to her oh so. okay so she she knows who's who but nice move on that i mean it that that again is a move that you know like you said earlier some people are very intelligent they read a lot they know a lot of stuff yeah but yeah. those people aren't prepared for those type of comebacks because yeah. they don't rehearse them yeah you know yeah and then and then the last one back of my plane was so fucking hot drives me nuts you have happened they just blast the heat i'm like what do you got two dials up in the front one for summer one for winter because it was like a, a balmy winter day and we're dying. And I'm so pissed. And I told the flight attendant twice. And she don't do anything about it. Can you hear me? Yeah. So finally, uh, the plane lands. I got my coat, my sweater, and my top shirt all in a bundle. All I have on is my t-shirt. And the pilot's doing one of those dangling in the, in the doorways. And I usually hit him with the thank you very much. But instead, as I get closer to him, he's like, thank you. I go, the temperature in the back was ridiculous. It was so hot back then. He goes, well, I'm sorry. And I, I threw one, one more over my shoulder. I go, ridiculous. <laughs> Boom. Do you, think, do you think he gives me a second thought? Do you think he goes to the flight attendant? Oh, well, Nancy, we have to work on those temperature gauges. He, he, that's the no. third passenger that said something. No, wait, a, wait, think he's like, a, fuck that's off. That's a guy. Yeah. What an asshole. <laughs> Bye-bye. <laughs> yeah, there's, there's no. They don't, they don't give a shit. All right, well, listen, let me plug some stuff here before we go. Yeah, what do you got? All right, well, first of all, starting today, February 20th, uh, my special for Pete's sake is on Amazon Prime. Oh, nice. I'm very excited about that. So for anyone maybe waiting to see it on TV, Amazon Prime, hit it up, check it out <laughs> for Pete's sake. Also, people have been asking about the video of this cast. Yeah. Um, it seems to be, uh, I was talking to Nick from iHeart, the best way to get it's going to be through something that you know, your YouTube channel, is that what we're doing? Yeah, so we're putting it up on my YouTube channel, and you can get it there, and I will post as soon as it is uploaded to the channel, I will be posting it up on social so you can get it there. Right now, it's really hard to get. It's buried somewhere at iHeart. I don't even know how to find it, but... Yeah. Uh, Rest assured, people, I know that we have promised video, and the video uh, is going to be up. It's just one of these, uh, we're working out the kinks here, and we apologize for the uh, the lag time on the video. I mean, we've been doing this since, what, the first week of January, and it's uh, yeah. February. We don't have a video up yet. So we will get that uh, to you guys. I think you'll really enjoy it. We are also in the process of building out a studio. Um, at my house and uh, once Pete gets back to Fredonia in April he'll be um, getting his studio in order so right now we are just doing the cast uh, from these two locations but uh, just hang in there with us and we'll, uh, we'll definitely dial this in but uh, and, and again we're sorry that DJ Lewis is no longer with us uh, we, we do talk to him once a week um, and uh, <laughs> and DJ Hank we have not met yet but seems to be uh, doing really well um, 
that's all I have. Uh, we've got some new merchandise at SebastianLive.com for the Bothery Tour. I will be this week in... Uh, I'll be no, well, actually, I'll be in... It shows, uh, shows are sold out, so it doesn't matter where I'm at. Um, but I think uh, the next couple of weeks, awesome. Poughkeepsie, Albany, and... Uh, Las Vegas Memorial Day weekend at the Wynn Hotel. So make your reservations and get your tickets at SebastianLive.com. Got to thank everybody out there in the Pete Sebastian sphere for tuning in to the Pete and Sebastian show. Uh, my name is Sebastian Mascocco. That has been Pete Corielli. We will see you here next week. Thank you for your listenership. And uh, we are out. The show has ended. And I don't know if this is a sign, and I don't know if the listeners are just too damn tired of hearing about this, but I'm going to tell you anyway. I love them. <laughs>